0: welcome to weird sisters i'm al and i'm becca this is a true crime podcast by two sisters and while it is true crime there will be humor and chat throughout it and we will express our opinions we'll do our best to be sensitive given the material and never intentionally be disrespectful or incorrect about facts hopefully you enjoy the episode hello Hello, welcome to this week's episode, our second part on Timothy Treadwell. We have already had fun with this recording. (laughs) Yes, we have. Becca cycled over to mine. In the blazing heat, like the oven heat of it being like over 30 degrees. Literally the hottest day of the year with no wind. Yep. um, Cycled over um, and (laughs) realised that she somehow hadn't sent the correct attachment through on her email. No, no. Or the email had sent the wrong attachment yes i am livid (laughs) i literally checked the attachment when i'd attached it to the email so that it was definitely there i was like i'm gonna be sensible (laughs) i'm gonna be clever no i got to yours and it was just last week's episode again so (laughs) and we thought you probably don't want to hear that just for a second time if you do you can go back and re listen to the episode exactly so yeah, I then have kindly driven Becca back over to hers with kindly. her bike in the car. It's your podcast too.
1: <laughs> we both benefit. I could have
0: made you cycle back. Well, yeah, back, and then Let cycle me know back. know when you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Could you just cycle home and then back here? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we've definitely got part two right in front of me. Yay. So yeah, Correct. I don't think anything else exciting has particularly Happened. You got grand champion in your Cooksaw tournament. Oh, yeah, that's true. My martial arts <laughs> tournament, I did win my whole division in the European Championships. Yeah. You know, just just, just nothing saying. that important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just saying, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but I then went to the Scottish Championships and I did not do so well. That's cuz they have to tackle haggis up in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, they're tougher people <laughs> <back> up there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into the second part of Timothy Treadwell, because I think it might be a little bit of a long one, guys. Oh, God. Sorry. (laughs) I find it fascinating, and I wanted to get as much in as I could. There's still not everything I've managed to get in, but I feel like I've... I've focused on what I felt with the main aspects of the case and sort of delved into them as much as reasonable with still writing a coherent episode. So... Cool. Yeah. Timothy Treadwell. Um, so as previously mentioned in last week's episode, uh, for 13 summers, Timmy returned to Katmai to take up his one-man vigil watching over the grizzly bears. Uh, he would camp in remote locations far away from like any other people and deliberately to be in the most densely bear-populated areas. I mean, that makes sense if you're wanting to see all the bears. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Sounds a bit crazy to me. Yeah. But... He's a brave he was a braver man than me <laughs> um yeah he would actually deliberately set up his camp not only in the most densely populated areas but on sections that were like at the intersections of bear paths or Ooh. beside like food sources where they'd have to come oh God so Wait. he was like literally like they would walk by his tent like they brushing against him. him no yeah which is in an... <sighs> Another reason why some people have said actually what he was doing was not. Bear on the bears. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can see that throughout this case. Yeah. Um, I don't, like, it wasn't his intention, but I see validity in that view. Yeah. um, Sadly. um, But yeah, in this way, he would spend, like, months isolated from any human contact with only the bears and foxes for company. He's pet foxes. Yeah, little Still, Timmy the fox. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, this prolonged contact with the animals and like no human company seemed to affect how Timmy acted. With him seeming like either consciously or subconsciously to strive to become more like bear-like, you have um, to surely to fit in with mm, them. Yeah, and like humans are such social animals. And you sort of mimic those that you're around anyway, don't you? So yeah, if you've true. only got bears around, you're probably going to mimic them. Yeah, I'd just go insane. <laughs> I think I'd quite like it. That's why I'm <laughs> wanting to use some of my leftover holiday before the end of August to go somewhere camping by myself <laughs> with the dog. So, um, but yeah, he would tell people he wanted to do things like as the bears did. So he like wouldn't wear wading boots to protect him from getting wet when in water. And he was also seen running about on all fours at some point. So again, is that childlikeness, isn't it? Yeah, of just like playing and experimenting. Yeah. Um, but how many people do wear waders so they don't get wet? That just seems odd to me. I guess if you're literally like wading around in streams and you're out camping i get it kind i just have a change of clothes and hang those ones up to dry. how much how many clothes changes of clothes are you going to take when you're camping in the wilderness though like totally Dude, isolated take a lot yeah yeah you would be like <laughs> I, I, I need to... a pack all yeah. the time <laughs> it's like with my food i can't decide what i want to wear until it's the day to wear it and it's the mm. same as food i can't decide what i want to eat until it's time to yeah. eat <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that with clothes. Definitely. I yeah, I find it hard to pack for like a long holiday. Yeah. But food, I need a meal plan to no, like no. be able to think, okay, I'm gonna eat this on like Wednesday and I can look forward to it. Uh, and okay, so, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Um one tour guide, John Rogers, he was familiar with like sights of Timmy. Yeah. And said that it was common to see him running about like a bear. Like and he'd like <laughs> lope off and stop and like look back and then like lope off again like kind of yeah. mimicking a young bear's like cautious behavior wow. so like properly like being like an animal yeah um, and but he didn't always avoid the other humans in Katmai another guide Bill Sims uh, he'd have Timmy like suddenly just appear when he was giving tours um, and Timmy would start, like, lecturing the tourists on bears. So, oh, wow. So, yeah, so he was a bit of a character. Um, Bill actually quite liked Timmy. He, like, got to know him quite well. Yeah. So he'd actually pack an extra lunch to give to Aww. Timmy. Yeah, when he knew that he was going to be around this area called... Uh, Timmy called it the Grizzly Sanctuary. Yeah. So, which is where he, like, predominantly camped. So, yeah, he'd take him a lunch with That's him. Oh. So nice. I know. <laughs> Um, Timmy seems to have quite liked Bill too. Yeah. Like he had talked to him about his experiences and also talked about like a connection and love between bears and people, which Bill would like point blank disagree with. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of shut him down. Like, no. <laughs> Stop being silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Vic Barnes, who was a researcher for the Kodiak National Wildlife Refuge, I am sorry guys I give like so many names and job descriptions (laughs) in this um yeah he did that job for part of the 90s and from his observations he felt like Timmy wasn't just studying the bears like he said but like wished he was a bear and was trying to get as close to like being a bear as he could I mean you can kind of see where he's coming from if he is moving and acting like a bear (laughs) yeah it's definitely like he's taken it to another level yeah then perhaps other bear enthusiasts would it's like when a toddler pretends they're a dog and insists on eating off the floor yeah i'm assuming although your youngest growls like our dogs he hasn't taken to eating off the floor yet it tries to eat from ruby's food bowl and everything it's a nightmare oh my god (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, that is not yours. Aww. <laughs> we all ate, like, dog biscuits and stuff as kids and, like, the hamster, like, <laughs> Didn't treats. Didn't <harm> No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Vic Barnes, he kind of sounds like he was a harsh realist. He did not shrink from, like, pulling Timmy up on his dangerous actions. It's interesting that he got along well with someone that is sort of almost... Being that parent role towards yeah. him. He was a really charismatic person. Yeah. That's what gets brought up a lot. Is this sort of energy and ability to connect with people. Yeah. Even though he didn't necessarily want to. It doesn't mean. Yeah. Because it sounds like someone acting like that to him. Mm. You'd expect him to be like irritated or annoyed yeah. by it. Like... But then I've had people say I'm really personable. And yeah. like I am not a people person really. <laughs> but I can get along well with people. Yeah. So yeah, but Vic was one of the people that did predict that Timmy would ultimately get himself killed. Mm. So that's sad. Um yeah, not everyone I found interesting. Not everyone in the field completely discredited him though. Um Larry Ormiller who managed McNeil River State Game Sanctuary wow. for the Alaska Department of Fish and Game? <laughs> <That> <laughs> so, in yeah, sounds like a big job title. Um, he thought at the beginning that Timmy actually could, like, really develop our understanding of bear and human interactions. So, he thought he could actually really get more of an understanding of how bears and humans can interact and interact safely. Yeah. But, Equally, he wasn't in agreement that bears were capable of genuine, like, personal relationships with humans. Yeah. Like, he didn't still believe... They're not going to have human emotions. No, and be like, ah, this is literally my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And equally, though, there was Dr. Stephen Stringham, who was a bear biologist and a professor professor at the (laughs) University of Alaska. Um, He actually went out into the field with Timmy a few times. Huh and said he didn't ever see timmy behaving inappropriately with the bears though obviously timmy's film footage disagrees with that a lot but obviously he changed how he acted depending on how he needed to act yeah around around people people. yeah like a chameleon Mm. i think that is true yeah Yeah. like a chameleon really does describe him in terms of how many different people there are in his life who say well that wasn't my experience of him or yeah like yeah um timmy seemed intent on disregarding any attempts to curb his behavior though with the bears like we kind of touched on last episode yeah um deb liggett as i mentioned she was the superintendent of Katmai park um and that she threatened him with expulsion a lot of times. But then didn't. Yeah. He'd always respond with like penitent letters, promising to do better. Like he wrote a lot of letters, which I guess it was the 90s. Yeah, you can't just text No. Email. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. But again, that's such a child. Like when kids are just like, they keep on saying sorry, then do the same thing mm-hmm. again. And then they're just like, but I'm really sorry this time. Yeah. then sort of almost as though they mean it, but they can't not.
1: Act Do it still yeah,
0: yeah. um no impulse control yeah um tom smith who was a researcher for the alaska science center he tried to like actually strike up a friendship with timmy yeah because he thought he might be able to like steer him in safer directions with a friendship mm. instead of just like lecturing him yeah um because i guess a lot of people did just say you know you're being silly this is ridiculous yeah. like that's dangerous so yeah, he tried that kind of friendship tack. Um, and Sterling Miller, who is an Alaska Fish and Game bear biologist, he like actually resorted to discussing discussing. I discussing, can't talk today. It's the heat. Yeah, <laughs> discussing the fact that like the deaths of loads of bears would be the result of if Timmy got himself injured or killed. So sort of trying to yeah appeal to that. yeah, and be You're like are doing this for the bears yeah so it' would end up hurting them. exactly, yeah, which um Deb Liggett had also used that tactic previously when she had said this to him in person, it had like literally brought Timmy to tears, yeah, he'd like so I think he was a very genuine person with his emotions, yeah. but they were very changeable emotions, yeah, um which again, I kind of identify with, <laughs> um but yeah, she timmy like cried when she said. That she kind of told him that she'd never forgive him if he was the cause of like some of her bears getting hurt. Yeah. Um, But with Sterling Miller, um, he just kind of shrugged it off. Um, It was Sterling Miller that he replied to, saying that it would be like an honor to end up as bear shit. Huh. So quite different reaction. Which I wonder whether partly. I don't know. I kind of almost get the impression that, again, when he's in the presence of somebody, as opposed to letters, it's a bit different. And also, (sighs) he seems to have shrugged off, like, all of the men trying to help. But, like, been a lot more emotional with, like, Deb and... Yeah. I wonder whether how he responded sort of depended on the gender of someone who was helping him. Or trying to. So, yeah. I don't... But... He obviously wasn't unaware still, but it is that impulse control and maybe, like you said last time, needing to get that rush and just at that point in time, that's all he can think about. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Attempts were made to curb Timmy's behaviour and keep him and the bears safe. Like, he wasn't just left to act however he pleased. Okay. Um, Because I know you asked about that last time. You said so, like, well... Why didn't why, anyone try and yeah. stop him? Well, Deb actually used some of Timmy's footage. She took it to solicitors at the Park Service's regional headquarters. Because okay. she wanted to actually cite Timmy for his behaviour. But the solicitors wouldn't take it towards prosecution. So I guess that's why he never got back. Yeah. Because they can't enforce it. No. That's the thing. I. There were lots of efforts to reach out to him. But also failures in the way he was dealt with hmm. like i can't believe that the solicitors wouldn't have gone for prosecution that's proof of him flouting park rules yeah in like a really dangerous way it's not like he just kind of oh he i don't know dropped a chewing gum wrapper on the ground i suppose like, it's, yeah what would they be able to mm, legally prosecute him on? yeah but yeah he wasn't recommended for prosecution and yeah he was just allowed to return to the park every summer uh, where he still flaunted his actions really publicly. So, yeah, I said I don't really understand why he wasn't kicked out of the park and banned if nothing else was working. Yeah, um, Mike Lipinski, in his book, uh, Death in the Grizzly Maze, he says that Timmy's charisma meant he was really friendly with park staff. So that might have impacted on the why he never really got written up properly. Yeah. Um, but... I also wondered if it was part of the fact that, like, Notorious or Worshipped, like, whichever Timmy was to he's people. so Because well he was known. both, yeah. Maybe, because he was so well-known, the park just didn't want to deal with the backlash publicly if they ousted, like, a well-known figure. Yeah, because you imagine the backlash from all the people that yeah, support him. And the people and who do think he's, like, stopping them being poached yeah. and stuff. The you, guy, you've got rid of someone who's protecting the bears. As you say, you've got, like, Leonardo DiCaprio mm. and... That sort of level of people that, yeah, like in terms of how well known they are, sort of vouching for him and supporting him and stuff. Mm. So, yeah, so I wonder if it was just they didn't want that media circus and the negativity, yeah. which is easy to understand. Yeah, I think people are very quick to say, Oh, well, I wouldn't do XYZ, but. Money talks and, like, fame talks. And I'm guessing they need funding and stuff for their park and Mm. keeping the national park how it is. Exactly, yeah. I wonder as well if that sort of getting away with it is what leads him in part as well. Because you said his behaviour obviously ramps up over time. Mm -hmm. Sort of he gets the confidence of, well, they can't touch me when I've done this. And then pushing it a bit further. and Oh, they still can't touch Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, it's kind of that... Mentality I definitely had as a kid and growing up into a teenager of like mum would threaten things but she would never follow through so it would just be like well I don't need to worry yeah sure you're gonna like rage and storm and say I'm gonna do this what you're gonna take that away do yeah at the end of the day you always knew that if you said mm, but mum and she and you like she didn't ever want us to miss out on things And but yeah getting back to Timmy um and sort of the efforts that were made weren't made um whatever opportunities may have been missed and whatever attempts might not have succeeded the outcome was what it was sadly Timmy as I'm sure everyone listening to this knows he was mauled to death in the end alongside his girlfriend Amy Huguenard and also that led to the destruction of two wild bears in the aftermath so how long had she been doing the bear stuff with him A couple of years, yeah, not very long in the grand scheme of things, but yeah, I think it's just it is gutting. And looking backwards with hindsight to say, could this have worked? Could that have been done? But there's a point where you have to say it is what it is, and he's going to make his own choice. Yeah, what you exactly? That's the thing. I think with hindsight, you can also see a pattern of him very deliberately ignoring attempts to help him so yeah um but yeah the the deaths we will get to this I will get to it I know it's a long time coming um but first I wanted to talk about who Amy actually was because she's often regarded as like the invisible victim in this tragedy she receives almost no acknowledgement no coverage in the media and I actually found like Mike Lipinski's book was like the only source I could find with any substantial information on her at all. That's crazy. Yeah. Like people often forget that she was even there and that she died as well. Um, and in fact, in terms of this being an urban legend, we remember growing up. Yeah. I always thought the girlfriend got away. Uh, see, I knew that she did. Yeah. Bit. Oh. Yeah. I- didn't know anywhere near as much about her as obviously you hear about. Yeah. Sort of, Timothy. That's the thing. So, yeah, I don't know whether the lack of information on her is like deliberate on her family's side. Like maybe they don't want her in the media. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's led to her being overlooked. Or whether the lack of available information online is like a result of her being overlooked. I don't know. Um. But yeah, because of this, the majority of my information does come from the chapter in Mike Lipinski's book. So that will obviously, the book's referenced in our show notes, but this is where most of my information comes from. Um, So yeah, who was Amy, the girlfriend of Timmy who's faded into the background so much? In his documentary Grizzly Man. Werner Herzog I remembered his name this time. Um, states that in over a hundred hours of footage shot by Timmy, she only shows up in two pieces of film. Is that it? Yeah, just twice, and her face is obscured both times. So I wonder. It <clears> does <throat> make you wonder, doesn't it? Is that on Timmy's part, or is that her mm. not wanting to be in the footage? Yeah, that seems. That's what. Or is I he wondered. just so blinded by the bears mm. that he? Yeah, it's kind yeah, that's what I wondered. I sort of say it el- the second half of this paragraph, but well, I'll just say it now. Um, jumping ahead, the- <laughs> like um, Werner Herzog speculates that maybe Amy's conspicuous absence might be because Timmy like wanted to create the illusion that he was alone in the wilderness. Yeah, and Amy being there like reduced that impact. But yeah, I said I don't know. I kind of think that it could. Be part of it, certainly. Yeah. And like, Timmy does frequently allude to his isolation in Alaska. But he's also, I think, just a bit of a camera hog. Like, he <laughs> loved being on film. And maybe he just didn't think to include her. Or maybe Amy chose not to be filmed. Yeah. Like, maybe she didn't want to be. Because if you're going the whole being isolated and that in Alaska, mm. to me, if I was watching that, two people isolated in Alaska is really not that different than one person on their own yeah exactly like not really you've got a village there is it <laughs> yeah he's not like yeah this is my camera crew like exactly. Bear Grylls. <laughs> but yeah I think we need to not take that power away from Amy as a person okay. yeah maybe she chose not to be yeah. in footage like she was a real person yeah <laughs> um yeah, in the footage. You'd imagine if she wanted to be in the footage in a way, sort of, if you're out there with the bears and stuff, you can't exactly be a meek no, personality person. No, definitely Surely not. Surely you would sort of be like, oi, put mm-hmm. me in some of the footage. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I know I would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the footage of Amy, there's one shot where Amy and Timmy are like disembarking the seaplane. Mm. Uh, that dropped them off for their final trip which is sad Aww. um you just see amy walking along one of the <laughs> like the floaty leg pants like a, you know how like a seaplane has these big like float Ah oh, it's a buoyancy float. yeah like a buoyancy thing that it like, like landed bananas. on yeah yeah. i didn't know what to call it but yeah like the buoyancy kind of aid to walk along it that'll be a technical term for it but yeah yeah (laughs) i'm gonna sound so dumb to anyone who knows i know what you're meaning yeah Yeah. you can picture it like the floaty thing they land on buoyancy boon or something yeah yeah um (laughs) the foot of the aircraft um she's like yeah walking along that getting some gear off um and then the other footage is Amy sat in some grass, like near to where some bears are passing. Some bears, some bears, <laughs> some bears are passing, and she's like got a mosquito net over her. Okay. So in the first one, you can't really see her face because her hair's like hiding it, and then the mosquito net's kind of covering her up in the yeah. other one. So equally, you just kind of get the impression maybe she did not want to be on camera. Yeah, she's kind of obscuring yeah. herself. Yeah. So, yeah, as an actual person, don't know tons, we know that Amy was born on the 23rd of October, 1965. So she was younger than Timmy. By about eight years? Um, yeah, eight years. Yeah. He was born in 57. So yeah, yeah, eight years younger than him. So she was in her 30s when they died. Yeah. Um, she was blonde-haired and blue-eyed. And she was absolutely tiny. She was just about five foot tall. Wow. Just over. And she weighed about 100 pounds. That's little. Yeah. Her autopsy listed her as weighing 105 pounds in wow. their sort of measurements of her. But yeah, crazy. She's, like, she was really small. Yeah. And Timmy's, like, a big guy. He's, yeah. It's, He's, like, tall. He tall. Yeah. I think he was, like, six foot or over. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, she's described as a fairly like introspective person okay um growing up in valparaiso i think that's how you <laughs> say it indiana amy was not like unpopular in school um she was really studious uh, she graduated with honors and went to university in colorado where she got really good results and graduated with a science degree Ooh. But while she was there, she also discovered a love of the outdoors. Like, yeah. she hadn't had that really up till then. Really? But whilst she was at uni, she took up hiking and biking as, like, a stress reliever and a yeah. boredom reliever. So, which I get. Yeah, definitely. Um, and as a post-grad, Amy studied at the University of Alabama Birmingham Medical School for a Master's in Molecular Biology. Wow. So she was so smart. bright. Yeah, she was really smart. Uh, and at the same time, at the same time, she travelled the length of the Great Smoky Mountains. Because, you know, she wasn't doing yeah. anything. She with was the rest of obviously, her time. she had too much time on her hands and was bored. Um, <laughs> she hiked through New York's Adirondack Mountains. And then after school, she'd run, like after work every day, yeah. whatever the weather like even if she'd worked like double shifts she'd run after work I can understand that it is such a mood improver yeah so much better for it and the endorphins and everything mm-hmm. like definitely yeah I just yeah my mood is terrible if I miss mm-hmm. out on exercise in the day same yeah <laughs> so. um and yeah and also on the weekends after she had Graduated and was working, like, a medical job. She would hike through the Rocky Mountains. Amazing. So, she was so... Like, she sounds, like, such a cool person. Yeah. I wish I could have, like, known her. Yeah. Like, what an amazing person. And doing all of this alone as well, I think, is so impressive. Yeah. So, um, alongside this burgeoning, like, love of nature, Amy was also a massive animal lover. And, importantly she became thoroughly enamoured with grizzly bears. Okay, so you can see yeah, where this see, is going. You can see where she liked yeah. um, the grizzly bears man. The grizzly bears man. I know. Timothy. Timothy <laughs> Treadwell. went um, blank for a minute. I was <laughs> <laughs> just like... Uh, Amy would read and research like extensively on the grizzly bears. And this led her, significantly, to stumble upon Among Grizzlies, written by Timothy Treadwell, oh, okay. in a bookshop in the late 90s. So, so she, she didn't, she wasn't aware of him. No, she just then. came upon, came upon. God, sorry, guys, I cannot talk. <laughs> she came, just came upon his book, like, yeah. purely by chance. That's crazy. Yeah. She was absolutely hooked and read the whole thing cover to cover in one go. So it is a really good book. I'll have to, like, it's an interesting book. Yeah. So, um, and yes, yeah, she really admired Timmy for, like, the life... Not just like for the life he led, but for the life he'd managed to leave. Yeah. To lead this life he now had. Um, purely by chance, a few months later, Timmy actually came to Boulder, Colorado, where she lived, to do a talk. That seems very... It's like fate. Yeah. It's crazy. That is so Yeah. Odd. Like, finding the book, and then just a few months later... It's like, oh, they're coming to my city. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So Amy obviously attended... Yeah. and she was even more taken by Timmy and his personality and his energy Aww. and also by his blonde surfer looks Aww. she like properly fell for him like watching him that's so cute I know I but, love that yeah but she left without approaching him yeah. what? she tried to but like gaggles of other like girls got in the way kicked just... out of the way <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so she left in the end Uh, without talking to him that's not what i was expecting at all i know you think that would be like the perfect cute meet i know but but in a film that eyes would lock across the room (laughs) lock eyes from across the room (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) she'd go up and get his autograph afterwards yeah he'd put his phone number in the book and be like oh call me No. Nope. Life is not a rom-com. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. No. She left, and yeah, several months passed, and she couldn't get him out of her head. So in January 2000, Amy wrote him a letter, enclosing her phone number. <laughs> uh, Go get yeah. I, the hair. I like, know. Go get him. Yeah. And by a stroke of luck, he actually called her back. Like, did and... she include a picture or anything, or was it just something? no? I don't think so, no. Um, But yeah, from there they talked more and more. And I feel like this has slightly creepier connotations than I mean it. But like, he was kind of known... He was a bit of like a womaniser. Okay. He really liked women. (laughs) So he talked to a lot of women. So he wasn't in... ice; Like, he didn't keep himself isolated all the time. No. And it wasn't because he had to be isolated <laughs> that he was. Okay. Um, he was a good-looking guy. Yeah. He does have proper, like, beachy blonde hair, and he's tall, and he's got nice features. And, and he's, like, he's charismatic. Yeah. And... It's like, he was attractive. Um, he was balding, though, apparently. What's he, that? like, he had his fringe very cleverly, cleverly done to, like, s- not reveal that his hairline was receding. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, they um he had a book and I feel like this is going to make him sound creepy. He had a book where he like recorded the admirers he was in contact with to help his memory because there were so many. Okay. <laughs> but like I kind of get it if you're the sort of person who's enjoying being kind of well known. Yeah. Like you I, can't don't think, yeah, details, I don't think I remember all those details sure. I don't think it's inherently creepy if the women were aware of what his was dealings just with them was. women that he corresponded with? Or did he also correspond with guys that I, they were in the book too? I at least get the impression it was mostly women. Yeah. Um, I don't know for a fact whether it was just. But then you could but... understand that it's predominantly going to be more women contacting him anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I mean, in a way, he could have just not cared at all to remember them. Yeah. Like... And also, it doesn't sound like it was a sleazy book. No. Because really? like, apparently... Next to Amy's name, he wrote great person, good heart. Oh, so that's really sweet. So like, I don't get the impression it was like, oh, like, you know, ticking off how many times they've had sex or yeah. something like <laughs> it was genuinely to like, remember them and actually are, see as them as person. people. Yeah. yeah. Um, the two finally met in the winter of 2000. So like 11, 10 or 11 months after they started wow. talking. Yeah. And they began a friendship which did evolve into, like, love. Yeah. So, which is really sweet. Um, Amy was an incredibly, like, passionate person. She, like, threw herself into stuff, as I think we've (laughs) recognised. Timothy does. And Timothy does as well, yeah. Yeah, so you can see why he sort of liked her back. Yeah. And I love this. She wrote to her sister saying... Because of obstacles and logistics, most people are too afraid to follow their heart. But those people who do are courageous and inspiring. That's a hundred percent. Like I yeah. love that. It's so true. It really like, like the important things in life take commitment and effort and sacrifice and risk, but Yeah. It is the fear that holds so many people back and nothing that's worth it is safe. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I find her view to be, like, so inspirational, personally. Yeah. And, like, really in line with my views. <laughs> like, I just so... Reading about them and learning about them, you feel like you know them, almost. And, like, I wish I had known them. They do sound really cool. They sound such incredible people. And just, people. like, as you say, got similar sort of values and views of the mm. world that we can sort of relate to. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I think it's, it's a really personally, like, affecting case just because I yeah so identify with how they saw the world and what they wanted out of life um I think I always kind of say I desperately don't want an ordinary life no I want to be extraordinary in some way not in like a really vain kind of oh look at me way but like for me to have had a life that I've find exciting and yeah i don't want to get to old age and look back and think i wish i'd had the guts to do that or Mm. try this or i missed out on that exactly life you have to live it and Mm -hmm. live it 100 percent. yeah it could be all we get exactly and you hope it's all we get (laughs) i do kind (laughs) of yeah (laughs) um yeah despite their really strong connection Timmy was really honest with her about not wanting to settle down. And he categorically did not want children. Like, he said that to people. Like, he did not ever want kids. Which is, if you know you don't, you know you don't. Yeah, exactly. Good on you for knowing that. Yeah. Um, But that's the thing. Like, Amy just accepted him for who he was. Like, she didn't expect to change him. She didn't try to change him. It was just, like, you're you. I'm me. And Which we is the way it should be. Like, mm. if you fall in love with someone, why would you then want them to change from who you fell in love with? That Yeah, seem so stupid. Yeah, like it's important to grow. Oh yeah, but, but like but you actually you fundamentally change. Yeah. Like, who they are is just why. Mm, exactly. So I just I love that that it was kind of he was honest about what he yeah. could give her and that she was on his back with whether she accepted it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. In 2001, though, he invited her to accompany him to Alaska for the first time. Aww. Yeah. So it was a trip that, according to Timmy, deepened but complicated their relationship. So I guess maybe they found their feelings were stronger than they thought, maybe? Because yeah. that is a complication. I, not, not in a horrible way, but like my relationship with Troy changes how i do things in life that maybe otherwise i would do without a second thought mm, like you're you, considering him as well yeah and... you have to take somebody else's yes. feelings into account and wants and yeah cuz if you don't you should just yeah exactly that, like, like i would i would drop everything and move to scotland like that's just such a dream of mine and i want to be somewhere in nature that's just big and open and but Troy wants to be out in the countryside but he doesn't want to be that far from everyone so you just need to get a piece of land in Thetford Forest exactly I think I can understand saying that something is deepened but within that complicated your life (laughs) like um yeah but also I thought this was again just proof of amy being a really cool person hmm. she like really impressed timmy with just like her grit and determination and like physically and mentally just outdid him in like everything <laughs> you know, that's like, yeah that's so cool and really cool that he could kind of see that admit that yeah. like, not, not have the fragile masculinity of oh, what she's better than me yeah i don't want her to come again yeah. yeah um the trip was also like exhilarating to amy like she felt So uplifted by the nature she was experiencing, Um, and she returned again the following year in 2002, and then at the end of 2002, Timmy agreed for them to move in together in California. Oh yeah, yeah. So, which was set to happen at the end of 2003. Yeah, they. So they. No, they never got there. (laughs) Yeah, but sometime in 2003. I've seen it reported as January and as the summer, so I'm not sure when it was. Yeah, Amy quit her job, and she began making like arrangements to move to California. Um, She got a job as a physician's assistant at the Cedars Sinai Medical Center in LA. Cool. Yeah, she was going to be assisting a neurosurgeon who dealt with trauma. Amazing. Yeah. So again, that's like dream job. So clever, so driven, and like yeah, (laughs) I just I have that like kind of, I wish I could do something like that. Just be like, I'm gonna just up and go to this incredible place because I want to. But, <laughs> yeah. So, everything was in motion. When Timmy returned in October, their plan was to live together from then. Aww. But, yeah. Um, Amy's presence on Timmy's later trips did, like, concern people who were aware of the dangers Timmy was putting himself in. Yeah. And they did fear for the fact that that would be placing amy in danger as well yeah and this is where i start to get annoyed (laughs) a little bit with other people's impression okay um and i think you'll be annoyed as well (laughs) um chuck bartlebow who i mentioned previously he was sort of involved with timmy's like sort of trying to get him a better image Okay. Oh yeah, I yeah. him. Yeah. He um, described Amy... Gave as, him the surfer dude look. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like marketed him as the yeah. cool guy. Um, <laughs> Put on some leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he described Amy as trusting and that she believed everything Timmy said and deferred to him. Oh, al- she probably did not Allowing him to do the talking in social situations and basically like following his lead in Alaska. But I just think, yeah, from everything I've learned about Amy, which is admittedly is little, but from that, I think it just shines through that she was a really strong person. Yeah. I I don't buy this reputation of her as a naive, like, sort of gullible girlfriend. I think she truly believed in what Timmy was doing. She had made up her own mind on things, and within that, she'd come to the same place as him. It's like that, oh, you're little and petite, Mm -hmm. you're A woman, so of course you can't fully understand what you're getting yourself into and make your own opinions on it. No, you've got to be following your boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't, for one minute, think she was just like meekly trailing after Timmy. Like quiet does not mean weak, and quiet does not mean no opinion. I can't imagine with how he was, and as she said, he's a very much a ladies' man and stuff like that he would have fallen so hardly for her Mm. over anyone else if she's this meek, timid woman. That's true as well. he's got such a fascination with bears that are the complete opposite of Yeah, that's a really good point as well, yeah. Right, I don't buy that at all. No, I think, unfortunately, in many senses, they just both had that same kind of um, Achilles heel, in a way, of that... Rush and that adventure, and you're not going to go out and meekly follow your boyfriend and be able to be out among the grizzly bears and stuff like that if you're this meek, timid, yeah, person. Exactly. Especially like that takes fucking balls. It really does, especially because, and this is kind of the last thing I properly know about her, sadly. Because yeah, it's really hard to find information on her. Again, tying into. Though, you wouldn't do this just to trail after somebody. No. Um as a last note on who Amy was, before we want but like before we move on to what actually happened to them devastatingly, despite her advocating for them and feeling strongly about protecting them, she was terrified of bears. Yeah. So you wouldn't go out there and do this if you didn't truly believe in it. No. To just be like, oh but my boyfriend's there. Like, it does seem odd that you'd go out and be at mum home if you're terrified of it. Yeah. I would not choose to go into a spider-infested pit. No. But then I'm going to Costa Rica where there's big spiders. Exactly. And I'm dealing with that because it's going to be so Yeah, cool. exactly. And I guess if you feel so strongly about conservation and kind yeah. of... Like that sometimes experience. you do things that it's terrifying, yeah. but it's 100% mm. your choice. Exactly. And like, I am... I'm not a proper adrenaline junkie. I'm not. I have anxiety. I get enough adrenaline <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Um, but there are people who are sort of like things that scare me. I'm going to throw myself at. And yeah. I I remember watching a documentary about people who do like, the base jumping. That's insane. And I there was this that. guy. I felt really bad for him. Because <laughs> he was like, I actually have a... I think it might have been brain damage. Yeah. Or it was either brain damage or that it, that had caused a neurological condition or or that he just had it anyway, that he was like, anything that scares me, I end up compelled to do. Oh my god, that's yeah. like the, you know where you're just like standing at a cliff and your brain's mm-hmm. like, well what if you jumped <clears throat> off? Oh my god, that makes me feel sick, because yeah. I get those thoughts, even though I'm not even near the edge, or like, I know I won't do it, but yeah. it makes me feel like, my legs go wobbly, because I've thought it. <laughs> I get that at cliffs, I get that with trains coming mm-hmm. into the train station. Cars, when you're Hand driving brakes. down. Them. yeah. Yeah. Just like, well you could just, you could just pull in front of that lorry and... Yeah. Yeah. It, the French, you've got a word for it, don't they? That literally translates to like, the call of oh yes oh what is that Sh- no not schadenfreude that's um enjoying someone's suffering <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, not that no but yeah they yeah thats i is. you're gonna have to look it intrusive up intrusive thoughts Just, oh. yep intrusive thoughts are see i awful. love i do do things that scare me like i love go ape even though mm. i'm terrified of heights yeah. and falling and yeah I'll cause do I, stuff. I think once i've done it like the rush i get from having mm. done it but I yeah. hate it at the time I'm yeah. like why am I doing this again yeah it's the same with me with like the martial arts tournaments and yeah. stuff it's like when I'm doing it the anxiety is like crazy yeah but then I want to do it before I want to do it after I'm like it's just that yeah. moment of yeah. doing it and waiting to do I think it I hate what, the waiting yes what because I'm scared of heights but I do enjoy the stuff like go ape and things yeah I think and some stuff that's just scary like i found really good advice that i've actually used effectively a few times is like this um again like documentary on fear and anxiety said like you can use the fact that the feeling of fear and the feeling of excitement are really really similar similar. and like keep telling yourself i'm excited for this yeah and you can kind of trick yourself into being like yeah it's it's an excited feeling not And I have managed to get that to work a few times. Ah. Not for everything. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't buy that she... This meek, mild, just training after... No, who was like totally naive and unaware of what she was doing. No. No. But yeah, now we are kind of getting down to the gritty stuff. Mm -hmm. um, And are about to discuss their deaths. Um, so just a trigger warning to anyone listening if they are really emotionally charged today. Um, like, there is some quite graphic information towards the end of this section of the episode. So if you just wanted to learn about who Timmy and Amy were as people, I would say, like, let's now just... Now's a good time yeah. to stop. let part ways now and we'll see you next week. You know who they were as people and you know they sadly Died, died. yeah. Um, cause the it, end yeah because this will be pretty tough and emotional at points but for everybody else let's... are going to hear Becca crying yes <laughs> <laughs> um, so just because also there's a lot of tragic like coincidence yeah I think that's why I'm trying to make light of it because I know some of it and I yeah. know horrific even what I know is yep um, so Timmy usually left the grizzly maze as he called it in Katmai Park by the end of september each year um because the bears are like heading off to hibernate the weather's turning towards winter and i mean like it is alaska so while september may sound crazy to us no it's beautiful weather yeah it's september yeah september's normally nicer than like august july time yeah it is definitely always better than june yeah god yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah winter in Alaska. Totally different ball game out there. Yeah. As if we've got any listeners from Alaska, we'll know. <laughs> um, I'm guessing it gets bloody cold. Oh yeah, <laughs> crazy. Um, food supplies usually start to run low as the summer ends as well. In um, late August 2003 was particularly tough uh, with the salmon run dwindling early. Oh. So this created tension amongst the bears. They're just hangry. Yep. (laughs) That in his diary, Timmy notes that the bears were turning on each other at points to try and survive. Probably not a good time to be around them. No. That's the thing. You are literal food and they're attacking each other for food. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, yeah. In his entry on the 21st of August, Timmy does say that he was feeling, quote, a great deal of paranoia. Some 500 yards away, the creek is loaded with bears and trouble. Three killer bears. Oh, she's also not great. To say, literally my neck hairs yeah. have just stood up on end. Yeah. Oh, five hundred yards away, like to the road that we can see out the window. Uh-huh. I that actually makes me shiver. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> and I've, I've done All the my research. My hairs have stood up. Oh my god. When because now you can watch Grizzly Man. Now that I've done yeah. the episodes. Seeing some of his footage of the bears fighting made me like made my stomach turn. Imagining oh God, being it there make me so anxious. Yes, but definitely you should watch it. It's oh, really good. I will be watching it. And just sad because I think after this as well, you will just really feel like seeing Timmy no. there. It's just so gut wrenching. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that entry does make it seem like Timmy was recognizing the danger, but not enough to get. Hello, no. Dutch. It also excited him, which again, I think you're right. He just had to keep ramping it up. Yeah. Because he also sent a note to a friend reading, I am in the most exciting and dangerous time of my fieldwork. Yeah, he's just needing that next fix, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like an absolute mm-hmm. junkie. Yeah, I just, I can't imagine it. That's, that is where Timmy and my similarities diverge. <laughs> I can... <laughs> I don't like danger. kind of understand it. Like, that addictive personality. Obviously, he struggled with the drink and drugs yeah. because of that addictive personality. Mm. And it's just that new addiction. And I think it's nowhere near on the same scale, but I, there's definitely sort of activities that I've channeled my sort of addictive personality stuff mm-hmm. into, like, all the pole and that. And you do that excitement of... Like doing a new move and like being able to show off the bruises of that new move, yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Oh, it's like a badge of honor, just yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone at Pearl gets it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I got hit in the head by a flying chunk of wood at one of our tournaments, and it made me actually like bleed. Oh, but that's not fun. Yeah, I will. Yeah, that's different to just like managing to nail a move. Yeah, <laughs> because of that. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, the explosiveness of the bears and the fights breaking out were like resulting in injury and death. Of other bears, of other bears. Shit. Yeah. Yep. And at the end of this season, yeah, it was just unlike anything Timmy had seen before. But still, he stayed camping yards away oh. from bears, literally like ripping With each no other apart. No electric fence. No bear spray. Nope. No guns. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he had some food. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a video. Um. Oh yeah, the drama. Like it, it did excite Timmy, but it also really upset him to see the bears, like, fighting and hurting. Yeah. Um, in a video of Timmy after he'd found, like, a favourite bear, the one called Downy, um, Timmy, like, faces the camera and, like, he's in tears and saying that he would die for her. Oh, um, that's... Which, yeah. It is a message he, like, echoes in several videos, like, tearfully exclaiming that he'd die for the bears to protect them. Um, yeah, these videos, watching them... In Grizzly Man, they're, like, so eerie and affecting, like, knowing what happens yeah, to him. Yeah, knowing that he does end up sort of dying yeah. from them. Yeah. 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 In the aftermath of a huge fight between a bear called Demon... Okay, I'm not so sure I'm fond of that bear. No, Demon and another one called Big Red Machine. <laughs> they sound quite aggressive. Yeah. Amy arrived for the final stint of Timmy's stay. Uh, she she wasn't there at that point. She, no, she, so he wasn't like. Oh, by the way, hun, maybe hold off on this trip. No, nope. like they're literally killing each other. He was like, yeah sure, come, come by, come you know, by, swing what, on." The madness. Yeah, she had visited him in July and then left, That's and then yeah, was coming so back. So heartbreaking that she comes back. Yep, it was the fourteenth of September, um, and as well as unrest among the bears, the weather had turned. So there were also torrential rainstorms. Probably going to piss off the bears even more. Yeah. As well. So also lovely. Timmy and Amy's tent was continuously infested with weasels. <laughs> i, I wasn't expecting needles i'm sorry no apparently they would like rip holes in the side of the tent and like burrow through can't they burrow <laughs> into the ground i don't know i suppose if it's torrential rain they make yeah. it flooded out yeah true but yes it would like insects or... <laughs> there are also like loads of spiders oh jesus yep. no it sounds like a tent oh somewhere. yeah there would be wolf spiders <gasps> Orb spiders. No, and orb what? spiders are literal demon spiders. Yeah. And whatever the fuck crab spiders are. Oh, those are awful. Have, Have you not seen? No. Them? Oh, I'll show you a picture later. Crab spiders, wolf spiders, and orb I mean, spiders. in crabs are spiders of the sea. Yeah, anyway, that's how but... I think of them. Yeah, but oh, yeah. No, like literally, I'd burn that tent down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, there were loads of mosquitoes whenever the rain like stopped. I'd take <laughs> so... the mosquitoes over the bloody <laughs> yeah. spiders. And the weasels. (laughs) I don't know. I'd I'd still rather weasels over the spiders. Apparently Amy, like, hated the weasels. But not the spiders. But, I don't know. I don't think they loved the spiders, but... They're like, (laughs) well, they're eating the mosquitoes. Yeah. So that just sounds like a great time to come back. I literally could not... you you look so so uncomfortable uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) you're like turning into a ball (laughs) my face is contorted (laughs) in terror after the uh comparative lightness of weasels it's got worse (laughs) really has uh, Um, also despite amy's apparent cautioning like, Timmy just did not stop approaching the bears to within, like, feet with his That's camera. That's really not sensible. Not right now. If there's ever a bad time, it's now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he would just... Yeah, he was still just, like, immersing himself in the thick of the bears. And this dangerous behaviour actually seems to have caused quite a lot of tension between them this time. Well, yeah, because you're just watching him, essentially, on a self-destructive suicide that, spiral. yeah. I think it must have been because of, like especially the extreme instability of the bear situation yeah. um Timmy actually wrote in his diary that Amy had accused him of being on a path towards destruction sounds very fitting and fair yeah um, and it is reported that the tension of this actually had led Amy to say that she was gonna break up with Timmy Aww. if um he didn't stop so but I don't I don't know exactly how true that is I couldn't find the a source saying why we believe that yeah i couldn't find it being like timmy had written it in his diary or anything like that yeah so it's quite a speculation to me yeah it, not there because that, as i was thinking i don't know the truth to that exactly because obviously she did remain with him until october yeah and this was the middle of september so it's just if you're <sighs> gonna break up you could just say, you know, I'm going by. Like how do they normally get out of there though, That's They radio thing. for a seaplane to come pick them up. Okay, so she
1: quite yeah. possibly could
0: have done that. Yeah, that it enough. doesn't seem yeah. like she that was it was stranded difficult. in there. No. It's just I feel sorry for both of them, but mm. Timmy always had that view and knowledge in a way that what he was doing was going to lead yeah. to his he had, ultimate yeah. death. Mm-hmm. And it's like he was on a path to destruction yeah whereas um, Amy Amy mm. on the other hand you think she was literally so worried mm-hmm. compared to Timmy about getting eaten by the bears and then sadly her worst yeah. was. And can, that yeah and I can and I can understand as well if you're in a relationship you're not going to want to leave the person that you love there by themselves if they're no, being especially this especially if dangerous you're watching them on that downward spiral you're wanting to pull them out of yeah it, can imagine exactly so I don't know maybe it was just like a threat maybe just I... trying to snap him out of it yeah and how serious it was or maybe it was some very very difficult self-care of saying I can't watch you do this or even just if you're out there no food yeah you know a... Odin that's so, the dog not a bear <laughs> You're out there, sort of, no food, torrential rainstorms, a weasel, spider, <laughs> mosquito infested tent. <laughs> You're watching the person you love on a downward spiral. You're bloody terrified. You may say some things in the heat of the moment and anger. Yeah, it's fair to say they might not always be in the best mood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I can see saying quite a few things possibly that I would then take back later. Yeah. Oh, (coughs) dear. Shush, dog. Um, Well, we might have to cut that bit. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, considering how I know... Ben Laurie, I think. Yeah. Considering how I know I was mentally just walking Hadrian's Wall on some of the days (laughs) where my feet were dead and everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But around... And this is what I think is one of the biggest tragedies. Around the 26th of September, Timmy and Amy were due to leave Alaska for that what? year. And they were picked up by Willie Fulton, the guy who used <laughs> his float plane, float plane to ferry them from yeah. Katmai to Kodiak. But So they, they were they, picked but, up. But they go back. Yep. The bear... Downey, their favourite one, hadn't been sighted recently, so Timmy was really miserable. He was brooding. He was like pissed off. We'll just see if when he's there next year. Yeah. In Kodiak Airport, literally in the airport to leave Alaska, Timmy changed his mind no. about leaving. Oh my god! Yeah, um, which is likely due to an argument with a ticket attendant. But reports of this Apache, some okay. people mention it, some people don't. But in the actual um, national park report on their deaths, they mentioned that okay, he that had had cool. a disagreement with a with somebody at the airport. It's, yeah, you'd expect that to be quite legit. Yeah. <laughs> so he just turned around, changed his mind, and rang up to rang up Jewel um palavak the person who ran grizzly people with him uh to say that they were going back uh him and amy were going to stay in alaska to find Downey, and were leaving the airport how did yeah i find that she, like just oh that she went as well just mm-hmm. like why you put yourself like i'm not blaming her at all but just it's gut-wrenching that she went back as well yeah that's the thing they were both at the airport leaving and turned around I, I i just yeah i find that so painful as a bit of information i think for me as well just like you can just the thought of being in that situation how you must have been feeling when things do go so badly wrong and you knew that you you were you, you were out you were out yeah and you went yep. back. that's the thing they shouldn't have even been there when they died no like they would have been a week a week away they would have been that gone for is, the next like eight months that really is just gut wrenching yep um and I know I said this was going to be two parts but <laughs> I think we're gonna have to end it there I think we're, like, halfway through, aren't we? I have got, like, about another hour left, (laughs) and I just, I could not condense this down. So I'm sorry, guys, this is a three-parter. Even with editing, like, I've cut out some stuff, just editing-wise, and yeah, we're still at the hour mark. So (laughs) I am so sorry, but we are going to have to leave it with them turning around in the airport and going back. Such a bloody cliffhanger. Oh, my God. There we go, guys. Um, please don't hate me. We'll see you next week for the third part. And final. The uh, definitely final part of Timothy Treadwell. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. I have a good day. Uh, you can you can hold on. Yeah. So have a good week, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, you've been listening to The, the Weird, Weird Sisters. Sisters thanks for giving us a listen um, hopefully you're enjoying it and will give us a like, a share and yeah, yeah, a review tell your friends please, tell please, you. please, please <laughs> yeah. anything to help us out um, and if you do want to get in contact with us you can reach us at the Weird Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. That is weird with a Y, as we have said before. W Y R D. Why, you ask? We don't know. <laughs> you should, because you are an English master. Yes. Um, <laughs> you can also get us at Facebook, which is at The Weird Sisters Podcast. Again, W Y R D. <laughs> and Instagram as well, which is surprisingly The Weird Sisters Podcast. Yeah. W Y R D also, and <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, we would love to hear from you. Any sort of suggestions, comments, just want to chat. We're here for you. Awesome. Hope to hear from you soon, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye.